0: Fm to get started. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
0: Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 59 of the 100 days of Q&A. And we're going to be talking about rigid in-laws, ADHD partner. Oh, that's a good one. Healing from childhood trauma and parenting tweens.
1: If you're new here, welcome. We have over 270 shows at this point about all things marriage and family related because we love you and we're here for you. And we've been through lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Seth is a therapist. So, thank you for joining us. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us. And we highly suggest that you do that. We use Audible to learn about everything all the time. So, check yeah, it out.
0: We're jamming. I'm reading Think and Grow Rich for the 18th time now, and it's so good. And I'm inspiring. reading a
1: book called The Explosive Child, and it's amazing, like life changing <laughs> education. Yeah. Before we do our review of the day, I'm going to. Say that something I'm thankful for, and I want mm. you to do that, too, and I want you okay. all to do that with we, your partners. Are we
0: bringing this back?
1: Yeah, but just a quick one. Okay. Um, so I'm thankful because last night, so yeah. our son is trying out some new things, mm-hmm. and something he tried yesterday, a medication that he tried, kept him up till 1.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. which we weren't anticipating, and you sat with it. I didn't even know, but you laid with him the whole time right. while he was up and couldn't sleep, and I was sleeping. So yeah. thank you. I'm very thankful that you took the time to do that. So You're welcome. Make it snappy. <laughs>
0: You didn't tell me that I was supposed to be thankful <laughs> you for something.
1: You don't need to say one today. I'm, I know. I'm
0: thankful that uh, you have started a um, kind of organization to-do list for me. And it's not like a honeydew thing because not, that's not how we work really. But it's more of a, okay, this is our goal, our shared goal together, and you are helping me organize things in my brain. And that's very helpful because I am an ADHD person. Yes. I know, I'm sorry. I'm no, don't. a person with ADHD. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. okay. go ahead. Okay, review of the day. Ryan Anthony Ford, 5 stars. Thank you, brother. This is the only podcast I found and the that the content is so real, so down to earth, truly raw. I'm hooked.
1: Thank you for that review. We're this like good. Drugs. We're okay. <laughs> um so let's jump right into the questions. Does okay. anyone have any advice or tips on overcoming childhood trauma? Podcasts, books, etc. Thank you.
0: Yes, oh. I do. So, I don't know the degree of trauma. Obviously, there's a zillion different degrees. There's different levels. Uh, When did it happen? Uh, There are so many resources out there. One of my favorite things that I've done personally, and I like to recommend things that I've done or content that I've come across, is uh, EMDR therapy. And that means uh, eye movement and uh, EMDR. Eye eye movement movement desensitization. desensitization Uh, reprocessing. Reprocessing. I don't know why. But anyway, that's a process where it actually changes the neuropathways in your brain. So these are the trauma neuropathways. You go through EMDR and do a bunch of exercises and go really super deep and that changes the pathways and it actually allows you to move forward. There's a great book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. It's really thick and kind of a heady read, but it's really good. Uh, Let's see. The Therapist Uncensored podcast. podcast, I would say childhood trauma. It's not going to go away. And the only way out is through.
1: On its own. It's not going to go away on its own.
0: On its own. So it has to be processed. It has to be dealt with. It has to be gone through. Absolutely. And I highly suggest that you go see a qualified licensed therapist to deal mm-hmm. with that
1: i would also suggest any book from mel robbins i mean they're pretty intense she's like a cuss is like a sailor mm-hmm. um but her books she talks a lot about that kind of well not a lot but there is childhood trauma stuff sort of woven into her books and mm-hmm. and she's amazing she's phenomenal so mm-hmm. anything by mel robbins but thank you for the question and i hope that that is helpful that even i mean the question wasn't very long, so we're just trying to give the most general broad yeah. stroke advice yeah. we can.
0: And again, go slow. It's it's not childhood trauma has nothing to do with you. You're not guilty. Someone did something that they shouldn't have done, hurt you with words or physically or anyway, mm. and um you're you're not to blame on that. Yeah. And, and you're and you're not alone uh, either.
1: And I had a hold up really quick an analogy that came to my head is like a lot of times people think therapy is like a light switch. Like mm-hmm. it's either on or off. You just push the button Mm -hmm. and then it changes everything. You're rewiring your entire home. Mm -hmm. Like, you're tearing out old stuff and replacing all of the, like, everything, Mm -hmm. all the electrical Mm -hmm. in a house. Um, That is what it's like. The process matters. The process is not unimportant, it is the most important part. So rewire it all. Anyway, go ahead.
0: So this is a long one. So super long, heads up. My husband made an interesting comment the other day that I would love some feedback on. We're talking about why I was starting to get anxious about something. And when I mentioned that our history tells me that I can't ask for what I need, He responded, wondering how long I was going to hold on to the past. I did note that one or two instances of change don't make up for the six years of hurt we have experienced. This is a calm, measured conversation, which is very new to us. So my question more broadly is, what is the balance of letting go of the past versus being shown that someone else's behavior... Is changing. More specifically, I've spent six years managing our household, kids, marriage, finances on my own. I work outside the home but less hours than my husband. My husband, by his own admission, has not wanted to put time or effort into our relationship and feel that he doesn't have enough time alone. Three to four weeknights and one weekend day, generally. He often blamed me for why he was pulling away because I'd hit a breaking point every four to six months and yell at him for leaving me to do this alone. I don't want to hold on to the past, but also feel like I can change the patterns of behavior I've developed in the last six years overnight because he, on a few occasions, has shown me that it would be okay to ask him for help or express that I miss him and would like to spend time with him. In the recent past, this would have resulted in him retreating into the garage or getting frustrated and refusing to answer me. Side note, he has ADHD, and I would love to hear how you and Seth, and Seth manage this... If you're comfortable sharing, interested to hear. So, I don't think this is about ADHD. This is about a pursue, distance, dynamic kind of thing. Don't you think?
1: Uh, Sure. I think ADHD does play a part in it. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's an element of like presence that... uh, Well, it's like anxiety, too, is Mm -hmm. a little bit what I'm vibing. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think there's an element of inability to be present that Mm -hmm. you sometimes have. That I think is related to your ADD. Like Mm -hmm. you... Um, are perpetually looking for tasks or things or something, a distraction, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking with my friend about this because our son is probably ADD. And so one of the things that we talk about in that Explosive Child book um, is the inability for people with add to soothe themselves Mm -hmm. like that skill is completely lacking which you wouldn't think that mattered Mm -hmm. but if you can't soothe yourself you can't stay in one spot because you feel like getting up is the thing Mm -hmm. that's going to help you out you feel like leaving going being away doing something different so it's this perpetual cycle of Mm -hmm. something else is going to make it better but not this right right? Mm -hmm. so i do think that it's um i think add is a part of it
0: right well so the the thing that jumped out to me is he has often um, let's see uh, what sorry for the dead air here I can't find it Uh, by his own admission he said that he doesn't want to like change or help out Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay what what is I'm wondering what that's is you know and that's not because a person has ADHD maybe there is some anxiety there like how how invested in the relationship is he and okay sometimes oh sure we're invested but on a very surface level and Mm -hmm. like oh as long as things are easy you mean invested like i have to go all in this is going to be hard it's also going to be glorious but Mm -hmm. it's i have to deal with this uncomfortableness Yeah, and uh dealing with adhd i think you you made a good point it's like okay let's have something let's have a project let's go here Mm -hmm. let's do this let's Let's well, go. And
1: know. and ADHD, and again, I am not a therapist. I just I uh, have experienced some things and talk to people. But uh, one of the things also that my friend was saying is that ADD often leads to anxiety because not being able to feel calm makes mm-hmm. you feel anxious, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's sensing that kind of, or not sensing, he's projecting that kind of like, well, I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm just gonna go leave. Mm-hmm. And everything, you know, like it's so this mm-hmm. like cycle of like blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so here's a really good insight that I just had. So and this is happened to us sometimes, right? So if I feel or if a partner feels like I can't relax, I just can't sit down, uh-huh. let's always be doing stuff. So at the point when I'd like want I want to settle down uh-huh. and I want to be present with you and sometimes uh the things that you want to do are making me not be able to relax sit and be present Uh Do you know what i'm saying so so you're like oh my husband's here let's talk let's chat yeah what do you think you always Mm -hmm. ask me what i'm thinking about i'm like literally i'm not thinking about anything i just want to sit here you know Mm -hmm. but it always feels like a task or something Mm -hmm. like and you've seen this a million times with me you're um i'm like and i don't verbalize this but how about this i'm verbalizing it now i just want to sit i just want to like touch your hand and not really talk about the show not talk about tasks not talk about the kids not talk about money but just sit and relate Mm -hmm. we even said last night i'm like we suck at this right Mm -hmm. we have to have more intentional time there so maybe this is what is going on and the wife or you is unintentionally unknowingly putting that oh well let's talk we're here Mm -hmm. let's chat well and it's not
1: even i mean it is unintentional and it's not mm, like a bad intention. It's like, right. that's it's how not, the wife wants to bad. connect mm-hmm. and and the husband just can't. But I want to address the first part of the thing. So it says, um, like, so my question more broadly is what is the balance of letting go of the past versus being shown that someone's behavior is changing? So, mm-hmm. I don't think there is a balance. I, that sounds really weird. But it's like saying... What's the balance of looking backwards while I'm driving forwards? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to look backwards. I mean, you can, like, every once in a while barely glance backwards Mm -hmm. if you're driving forwards. But if you're on 405 going 70, please do not look in the back.
0: 405 is a freeway. So, are you talking about her her wanting to address the past because you have to
1: But no, just let heal me, from the past. Yeah, let me get what I'm to what I'm saying. Is there's a, there's a couple things here cuz you mentioned the ADHD part and that has been a, a huge part of our marriage like not like it's not something we talked about when you we first got married and but you were on ADHD meds when I met you, weren't you?
0: Yeah, just for like college and stuff, just for writing papers, not like all the time.
1: Yeah, well I don't care. For what? Oh, okay. You were on them and I didn't know, right? I had no... We did had zero conversation about the mm-hmm. implication of that, what it meant, why it mattered. And I, like every, every other human out there, thought, oh, ADHD, that's like kids who can't shut up and they bounce everywhere and right. they're annoying, right? right? That's what I thought ADD was.
0: There's so many instances of adult ADHD
1: that it's... Yeah, because it's, we don't know... Wild. Like, yeah. we often have no concept of what ADD really looks like mm-hmm. in children and then in adults. Like I Mm -hmm. thought it was something totally different than it is. Mm -hmm. And so when we joined into our relationship, I had no idea that you couldn't Mm self-soothe and I would be so irritated just because I'm different from you. And it's like totally family of origin. Like Mm -hmm. why are you drinking beer again? Mm -hmm. Why are you eating ice cream right now? You had a pint yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, could you stop like, but not realizing that that is directly related to the ADHD part Mm -hmm. of things, Mm -hmm. which is directly related to your ability to be present with me, in things you don't like mm-hmm. right cleaning taking dishes out taking dishes out <laughs>
0: Boring. Washing, um, washing washing the dishes trash.
1: taking trash out um changing diapers mm. anything like that it was like this weird struggle and so why i'm saying that and why this is directly related to the first part of the question is that once i had the sort of awareness and it this was a long process gaining the awareness of that was a very long process i'm mm-hmm. talking years and years like 10 mm. years um Once I understood your mind more complexly and that ADHD was a part of that Mm -hmm. mind and that your uh, like attachment style was a part of that mind, your family of origin was Mm -hmm. a part of that mind, I could look at our past with a completely different set of eyes. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for... And this kind of goes to another thing in the women's group. Someone Mm -hmm. asked, do you burn your journals? Mm. Yes, I burnt my journals from when I was... um, when I journaled about all the crappy stuff we had gone through, mm-hmm. because when I would read them again, it was like all the feelings right. came back, all the sadness, all of the like, I can't believe that happened. And you know what I need to do? Mm-hmm. Forget that ish, right. it's done.
0: So let me just, so therapy. So this is, we. They, well, okay, it's just not in therapy. Sorry, I'm just like... ADD. All over the place. <laughs> let me
1: therapy. So, right, <laughs> but this, no.
0: Right, so burning your journal, that sounds severe at first, like, oh, okay, you're a weirdo, right, or whatever. Mm -hmm. However, there are uh, things like rituals, like an actual act of like going to this Mm -hmm. and going to that, right? So burning something, what?
1: Going to this and going to that. No one knows Going from something
0: like, okay, having a journal and having all these things in there and then like, okay, the act of burning it, it's kind of like you could call it a ritual or a ceremony or I can't remember the other term. The therapy term of it, but it is a, it is a very poignant and um, marked. It's a statement. It's a statement, right? So like, yes, I wrote all this stuff down, I got it, and that is no Mm -hmm. longer a part of me.
1: It's like getting baptized. It's like getting married. It's a statement. It's a proclamation. I am doing this thing. I am choosing to not let these feelings reenter my body Mm because that's what would happen when I would read my journal. Mm -hmm. So why? And and I'm not trying to cut you off, but you said we got to go quick today. So um, one of the reasons I brought all of that up is that you cannot look into your past and think that if that, Refeeling re-feeling those feelings is going to be helpful. It actually won't. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be harmful. And that doesn't mean that your past wasn't hurtful and that you're not bitter about it. But let's figure out how to put that bitterness to bed. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It really doesn't. It somebody sounds-
0: says, I struggle. Well, somebody said, dang, Mel, that's so good. And somebody else said, I struggle with that. I hold grudges and almost sabotage my partner's progress when I hold those grudges, and it's almost never intentional. Yes. Melanie, speak to that, because you have done that a I million times. I did that times. all
1: the time. The second that Seth would... I mean, air quotes, do better. That sounds like the meanest thing to say ever. But the second that Seth would start to do the thing I wanted him to do, like... 10 years of like, why didn't you do that before? would just right. like, like nerf blast gun your face. And mm-hmm. then I'd be like, why <laughs> you're mad at me? Oh, let's talk about mad. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that was only because I was looking at Seth through the lens of our history right. and not seeing like today's a new day.
0: So think about it as, and Christina, I think you have kids, so you would understand this. Um, so the kid, you know, was in second grade and made an F or something Mm -hmm. like made a failing grade. And next year in third grade, you know, the kid was aware of it. Okay. He's trying hard, all this stuff. And he's like, mom, I brought home a B. And you're like, remember that F?
1: You idiot. You know? Yeah. And then
0: the kid would be like,
1: Forget life. Forget it.
0: Like, whatever. You know, kind of thing. And like, relationships with adults are the exact same Yeah, this is
1: a really good one. It says, we actually wrote down all the crap that happened to us last year and burned it in the campfire. The Mm. thing is, when you burn something, you can't pick it back up. Super powerful. Yes, I love that. That's good.
0: I love that ritual kind of like ceremony. It's a declaration.
1: You're proclaiming. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. doing this thing different. It's, It's like... I mean, I it really is. Okay, It's so. like getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a tattoo all right. of all the bad things you've done. <laughs> all right,
0: that's good. So, okay, I'm going to read this one. Okay, mamas, I could use some advice. I'm assuming this is from the whims group. It is. Please be kind. I have a fresh... Just like a few days ago, 11-year-old boy, and he is headed up to junior high once school starts. Today, he came home sad. He has tears streaming down his face. We have, I think, pretty open communication, but he's saying he is sad and feels confusing because he isn't sure why he's sad. So my question is this. Do I keep pressing him to why he's sad, or is this what is what to be expected with a prepubescent kiddo, or am I asking the right questions? I wanted... Oh, go ahead. I I have something on this. So, okay. Mom and a son relationship is a very important relationship, right? The mom is there to nurture, and sure, dads can nurture, obviously, but a mom has a different skill set mm-hmm. in that that I think is you just can't mess with, right? Mm-hmm. And so do dads, and it is what it is. It's your gift, it's my gift. So, a mother son relationship is really the softest. So, the boy as a male is realizing maybe, oh, there's some changes coming up, you know, so an adjustment time. So do not, well, I don't know your son, but I, if, if it was our kids, I'd be like, okay, you're not going to push and ask what, you know, our son is thinking. Hey, what's up? What's going on? What's this? Why are you sad? Tell me why you're sad. You must be sad. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. right? You're not going to do that. You're going to say, buddy, I love you. And I'm here for you. Yeah. If you ever want to talk, I'm here, you Mm -hmm. know, and then you can ask some open ended question, not close in questions, like closed in questions. Tell me why you're sad. You Mm -hmm. know Uh, what's wrong? I see you crying. What's what's the deal? Those are closed and those are pressing, right? And gonna make him that pursued distance or dynamic mm-hmm. that also works with other relationships, not just romantic ones. You're gonna say open ended questions like, Oh my goodness, you know, I noticed a couple of days ago that you you, you know, were a little bit quiet and you know, that's okay. Sometimes I feel quiet too. And if you ever wanna talk, you know, we can have a scheduled talk at seven thirty mm-hmm. at night, you know every single time if you just want to check in or let's go lay in bed together i'll talk to you Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know so you're just going to be a soft landing place for him and i would say that's also pretty normal because you know prepubescence a lot of hormonal changes (laughs) Mm -hmm. going on and there's an an adjustment change like i i remember being sad for no reason and our kids have said that too like i just feel sad and same Mm -hmm. thing it's like uh what i just feel happy why are you happy I
1: don't know just yeah, feel great. nobody questions that one right. Yeah, there's a couple things I wanted to say about this one. The first mm-hmm. thing is, um, and this just came to my mind as you were talking. imagine that your son instead of being your son is your friend. And how would you address your friend? You mm-hmm. would not be like, why are you crying? Right. You need to tell me why you're crying, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not that, not that you're, I'm saying you're doing that, but there's a, a different way that you kind of invite a conversation around right. um, sharing your emotions with a friend that you would not do with a kid, which is unfortunate because we sh- I shouldn't be that. I do that with our kids all the time. I don't mean to. And me. Um, but one of the things, too, that's really important to note is that in this sort of developmental phase of childhood, when your kids are growing through puberty, mm-hmm. um, their, I think, what is it, their amygdala grows faster than the their prefrontal cortex, like right. their, the lizard brain, the freak out part of their brain. It's growing is faster, growing than, faster the functioning than the executive function. the part of the brain mm-hmm. that tells them to calm down. Right. And so uh, there is often like the emotions outweigh the cognitive. The, the it's and I remember being that way too. Just I remember being in middle school and like sobbing under a table in orchestra. Because I was I was afraid of something. I had like the most amount of anxiety.
0: The violin scared you.
1: <laughs> but there was nothing going on and I didn't I'd never had it before. And I was just like going, Oh, something bad's gonna happen. Right. And I was like, I don't know. And my uh-huh. teacher was like whatever have fun um but so but you have a community of mothers and women who support you in our anatomy of marriage women's group so so i'm thankful that you wrote i'm thankful that people have responded already and i hope that that helps like that those are helpful tips but also the thing i would say always let your child know that you are there for them even if it's not in the moment that you're going to talk right now so i would say something like this if mariner was doing this or tough or whatever i'd be like hey I see that you're upset I'm so sorry something's bugging you you know I am always here if you want to write something down and give me a letter I will read it I will never be mad at you you can tell me everything and if you'd like we can go get ice cream and even if we're not going to talk about the thing we're just going to be together it's the power of presence right right? so yeah
0: okay we've gone 20 minutes and 45 seconds with an eyelash on your face and I can't stand it freaking
1: love the women's group I'll get it off later
0: Freaking love the whims group. Yeah, Yeah. true. Okay, last question. My husband and I are trying to rebuild our relationship with his parents, my in-laws. There's quite a bit of bad history between us all, and the only way we can have a positive interaction with them is by being very fake and guarded, and even that is extremely strained. I do not know the appropriate way to respond to them, when they upset me or cross a boundary. I have searched the internet for examples, but thus far I have found very little that I could imagine myself saying. I do not know how to maintain my boundaries or simply state my honest opinion, it, if it is different from theirs. I do not know how to be firm and kind. I am terrified of any side of conf- conflict with them because it has been so volatile in the past. Unless everything is 99 to 100% their way, there is conflict and we are constantly guilted over the 1% we try to stand on. Hmm. Interesting. So, maybe you're a nine on the Enneagram, like I am. And uh, what is your insight on this? I have a couple of thoughts.
1: Um, the, thank you for sharing the question. Mm-hmm. That's very tricky, and I think it's very common. The first thing I think, and this is going to sound maybe counterintuitive, is are you overly sensitive?
0: Mm. That
1: sounds almost dumb. Mm-hmm. but
0: well, well, it sounds like the husband is not... Uh, it sounds like that's not the case because the husband is in agreement with how things are.
1: But I'm not saying that. Your in-laws might honestly be like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And you might honestly oh, be like, okay. everything's terrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have problem. I mean, I have no idea. There's not enough context. Yeah. But I want to throw out that option that you might be reading into things that don't need to mm-hmm. be read into. And and the, here's the thing. like With an in-law relationship, I am never ever 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 going to change my in-laws I am never going to change how Seth's parents are right um, I used and, to th- and you shouldn't I either. shouldn't no I definitely shouldn't I used to think that for some reason as a wife that was something I should do mm. which is dumb and terrible and puts you in a terrible position oh yeah but um, that's the first thing I would start with is one you don't need to change them two, It's not your job to change Mm -hmm. them. Three, they might not think anything is wrong. Mm -hmm. And yes, people can live that way. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not going to happen like that. Right. Right. Um, And so I would really examine what, what are the things that are wrong, in air quotes? Mm-hmm. What is the conflict? What is the problem? And how how can you look at it with new eyes before you do anything? Mm-hmm. Right, right? Before we call anybody, talk to anybody, rebuild, whatever. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure of the, the degree of volatility here. Um, but yeah, I think I like what you were saying.
1: Uh, I mean, imagine what you think of as volatile and what I think of as volatile. Right. It's totally different. Seth would be like, mm-hmm. your mom said something that I didn't like volatile right and i'd be like she doesn't care she says that to everybody yeah so i
0: I think that the main thing that i would i would very highly suggest that's a weird sentence i would very highly suggest (laughs) uh, is you and your spouse be on the same page right and go in like okay it's you and me and we're here so we're going to talk about everything we're going to have very clear communication and we're going to go we're going to go in it with like okay we don't need to change them we can't change them and we shouldn't want to change them mm-hmm. so i can be differentiated in that relationship with them because maybe they are crazy and maybe they're way less crazy than you think you're just being overly sensitive mm-hmm. i don't know so what are your boundaries and if they break those boundaries then
1: yeah okay well, are you
0: going to are you going to continue to be allow a we we um we, we receive we receive what we allow to happen does that make sense
1: yeah you, uh, the, you wrote, we accept what we permit or something. Yeah. Uh, well, the reason that I brought that up is it says, I don't know the appropriate way to respond to them when they upset me. That's a very powerful statement. Mm-hmm. That says that you get upset easily. And I'm not trying to be mean. Hmm. I'm one of those people too. But yep. there's something to be said about that statement. I don't know how to respond when you upset me. Mm. Maybe you need to get upset less. Right. And I'm not okay. trying to be weird. That, yeah. And that is a skill that just takes time. Asking,
0: asking the question rhetorically, mm-hmm. like, what would it look like? if you got upset less and getting nope. upset
1: is super fun it's super lizard brain it's it like it's like when our neighbor storms out of her door and like is cussing a blue streak about Becky you know I mean it's like <laughs> a lizard it's like so lizard brain Lisa and Becky and she like again. loves to d- complain about Becky right and right. it's uh, it's easy we know it it's comfortable it's fun it feels good mm-hmm. it's like exciting it's, ugh, it's life mm, yeah. but it's not life giving and it's not great and if you have a sentence that says I don't know how to respond when they upset me mm-hmm. you're giving your power away that's right stop getting so upset and Mm -hmm. i'm again i don't have the context for this like your in-laws may be terrible and i might be way 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 off yeah so forgive me if that's the case um but we super need to wrap up all right but before we wrap up there's some things i want to talk about all right i hope that you are okay with.
0: can i sign off now
1: you can sign off? Why? All right.
0: Cuz we have a call and I got to get ready for it. So.
1: Oh, okay. Well, never mind. We'll do all that stuff later. All right. Thank you for joining us. We are in a hurry. We'll see you, Cody. And uh have an amazing day all and right. you got this. Bye guys. Bye.